Welcome to day 122 of Shaped by the Word. This has been a fun season of uh, reading through the Word. It's all of the COVID pandemic and everything else. And uh, it's always fun to retreat into realities that are greater than the circumstances of our moment and to be drawn into the beauty of God's Word, even as we see a, you know, a struggling church like the church at Corinth being drawn in between miraculous you know, gifts of the Spirit and fleshly response into the things of God and, and the world, and Paul gently correcting them through the gospel and through the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we continue and we come to a very rich section, you know, today in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, a pattern, you know, coming through Corinthians as we've dealt with the problem of, of factions and we've dealt with the problem of sexual immorality and honoring God with our bodies and sexual you know, purity. And we've dealt you know, with food, you know, sacrificed idols. Now we just come to propriety and worship. And, of course, um, he says to the Corinthians that your gatherings are doing more harm than good because you're bringing worldly attitudes into the church, and you dishonor not only Christ in doing that, but you dishonor each other. So he begins to shape their worship and shape their understanding of how God has gifted them you know, to participate in, in worship. So this is a fun section followed by, you know, probably the most famous chapter uh, in First Corinthians, First Corinthians 13. You probably had it read at your wedding <laughs> if you're married. Uh, but anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, turn to the Father uh, to invite him into the moment as we seek him. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, thank you for the good gift you have given us in your word. We thank you that you have loved us enough to reveal your heart to us. You've loved us enough to give us your spirit by which those things that Paul tells us are only discerned by the spirit become real to us. Uh, We pray as we read that you would protect us from pride and you protect us from reading into the text what we want to see. May we hear your words. May we be renewed by your spirit. And may, Father, our joy and our affection in you grow and may we uh, offer ourselves more fully to you it's in your holy name we pray amen Amen. now about the gifts of the spirit brothers and sisters i don't want you to be uninformed you know that when you were a pagan somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute idols therefore i want you to know that no one who is speaking by the spirit of god says jesus be cursed and no one can say jesus is lord except by the holy spirit there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith in the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. And we are all given the one Spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. 
Now the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. The whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker and dispensable and the parts of the body we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body. But this parts should have one equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all prophets, first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And yet I will show you, preparing us for chapter 13, the most excellent way. So what are some of the things that uh, strike you as we as we read this passage, which is a, a deeply rich passage, be- beautiful passage. Yeah, Paul's images are always just so poignant. They're so good. I love them. My Probably a couple of my favorite verses in that chapter, um, I think it starts on verse 25. So there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And that is a beautiful part of, and, and a difficult part of being one body, you know? No, he uses, you know, the images of our own body. He said, you know, some mm-hmm. some parts are presentable yeah. and uh, they, they need no, you know, special attention. Other parts, you know, we treat with special modesty and you have special, you know, treatment, which means that, you know, those that are prominent in the body are have the burden on them, you know, to bring honor to those, you know, who are less, you know, less prominent so that we all have, uh, you know, for us, you know, in, in our age, it's usually those, you know, they're on stage and a lot of times when people come in, you know, and want to serve, they want to serve with gifts that are, you know, up, up front, you know, kind of gifts. When the thing that really you know makes the church the church are uh, the wonderful little servant gifts you know that are happening everywhere mm-hmm. and in every way, and it's incumbent on us you know as leaders of ministry to realize and to honor that there is no difference between uh, the one who speaks and the one who changes yeah. diapers. Yeah, and and every part of the body is so essential. I mean, even just kind of a funny illustration this week. Uh, Jude stu- uh, stubbed his toe, little bitty toe, and it bruised up pretty good. And he was like limping around. He's like, it hurts. Like his whole body's being affected by this little bitty toe that got stubbed. He said, I stumped it. Stumped <laughs> it. You know, but I love, it, um, what is it, verse 24? But God has put the body together. Mm-hmm. You know, God has formed and fashioned his body. 
you know, according to how he sees fit for his glory and our good. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, it's not so much that that we desire, you know, maybe the greater gifts as much as we just don't see an emphasis on the fact that God has wired us in the way he has wired us mm-hmm. to function, you know, as he sees fit. And, and so I love Paul's emphasis to them. God's put this together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. This is how God saw fit right. to equip his body and and of course a big part of that is our model you know our churches have been built around a entertainment model rather than a family model mm-hmm. and uh, the, so we do you know, emphasize sometimes the wrong you know the wrong things in the wrong way yeah. mm-hmm. and the unity and you know, I think even in kind of the heading right the unity and diversity of the body that, that we are one body united in Christ Jesus and yet there's diversity there and and, yeah. and when we celebrate the diversity in unity that's actually i think when god gets the most glory when people look and say wow look at how in the world can that church exist and, because and they're one in christ we're going to learn that as, as we go along that uh, the uh, corinthian church has weaponized spiritual gifts yep. in other words they've taken this beautiful thing that god does to draw people together in mutual edification and mutual need and mutual dependence on one another to elevate some and to discount others and and so this is another place and that's why he would say your worship services you are doing more harm you know than good i think it's just so important um for these believers and for us today to remember the source of these gifts because i think when we start thinking that we the gifts come from us then that's when it starts becoming about us and we start comparing our gifts with other people within the church but as i mean like you said god put this together god Mm -hmm. put the body together and we remember that he the spirit is the source of these gifts then we see the beauty of the gifts that he's given us and once again it goes back to who am i boasting in am i boasting in myself or am i boasting in christ yeah he's already you know told us that uh or ask the question, you know, the pointed question, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, in other words, if everything that you have, you know, the common graces, the the talents that you have, the ability, you know, to do the work that you do uh, that has enabled you to have, you know, such a, uh, you know, a, a nice lifestyle and a, being in and, and, and all of those things, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why are you boasting? Why is there... Why is your heart turned inward to yourself, congratulating yourself for the things that should turn your heart upward toward God and worship uh, of his goodness and, and of his grace? Mm-hmm. I love how he starts this section, too. Yeah, now, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that you are pagans. Somehow or other, you are influenced and led astray by mute idols. You know, taking us back to the prophets and the Psalms, and absolutely you know, um, these mute idols who can't speak and you know can't do. The, I mean, they you have gods who have hands but <laughs> cannot move, feet but cannot move. They have yeah. mouths but cannot speak. They have ears but they cannot hear. Yeah, and you are becoming like them. Yeah, and, and yeah, um, we have a God who who speaks, who acts, who. You know, who distributes gifts. And I love verses four through six. Who does not live in temples made by man as yeah. if he needed anything from us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, verses four through uh, six, you, know, you have kind of this Trinitarian shape of the gifts. You know, he, and he, it's kind of this reverse order. It goes is it, is it kind of Is it kind of Trinitarian? It's Trinitarian, <laughs> right? It goes Spirit, yeah. Lord, God this time. And, and so I just love the same uh-huh. Spirit distributes them. You know, yeah, I'll read it for us, Matt. Yeah. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God. Uh, isn't that, that a work. great phrase? 
and every when when we exercise and, and of course uh, they're going to exercise gifts in such a way that dishonor god mm-hmm. and discount you know everyone else in the in the worship service but when we do this when, or when we use our gifts and and appropriately with appropriate humility and appropriate grace and appropriate understanding what really happens is what we long for more than anything and that's it god is at work yeah mm-hmm. and and through the body and, and, and of course the more uh, the more we're engaged you know the, the more opportunities god has to be at work among us mm-hmm. and just it's one spirit he kept repeating that right i mean to one there's given through the spirit of message of wisdom to another message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit and he repeats that over and over again by the same spirit and it's just like hammering it in their brains and our brains that it's one spirit distributing all these Mm -hmm. gifts and it's obviously important to remember that all these come from the same spirit and you get the spirit you don't get like a measure of the spirit you know and and i think even Mm -hmm. in our culture today you kind of have this you get a measure of faith but you don't get the measure you know we have this kind of underlying false teaching that that simply says if you're a believer a true believer you know you will get this kind of spirit but if you're you know eh, i'm not so sure you might get a small measure and no we get the no we have everything spirit we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms. And, of course, Paul said to, you know, this group of believers, you know, from the introduction, you've fallen behind on no good gift. And, of course, the preeminent gift that God has given us is his presence with us mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit. And he even begins, you know, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And, of course, that was, their Jewish detractors were saying he, he was hung on a cross. How can he be? Mm-hmm. You know, how can he be the Messiah? He's under God's curse, mm-hmm. not under, you know, God's blessing. Uh, of course, the curse he accepted was our own. And, and no one can say, can genuinely say that he is Lord, you know, apart from the work of the Spirit mm-hmm. in, in his life. Mm-hmm. So thankful. I'm thankful that I can say Jesus is Lord <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah. it didn't end. It's more than, you know, it's more than just a saying that, you know, mm-hmm. comes off our lips. It comes... Uh, comes you know from a deep place with yeah. deep meaning, mm-hmm. and it uh, draws our affection and you know gives us a you know a sense of joy even just to rehearse that little phrase and all of its sincerity, you know mm-hmm. that uh, the same Jesus whom you crucified is now both Savior mm-hmm. yeah. and Lord. I mean, even we've talked about this so much, but there's kind of indicatives, imperatives. You know, if the church declares Jesus is Lord. You know, kind of this indicative statement then the imperatives flow from that fairly i mean how do we live in unity and diversity and and exercise our gifts we do it because jesus is lord mm-hmm. and we do it for his his honor and right. his glory and yeah i mean that that statement that he begins with you know obviously if we go back you know to our monday reading or you know earlier in the in the week last time you know the three of us were together we ended you know with the phrase whatever you do whether you eat or drink do it all to the glory of god and of course Obviously, if that applies to eating and drinking, it does apply to our conduct in worship yeah. and our exercise uh, of the gifts and abilities God has given us for His glory yeah. and for our good and for our joy. Yeah. Katie, can you lead us out of this Absolutely. word of prayer? Oh, Father, we are so grateful, grateful that you um, invented the, this idea, that you created this idea of the church and this body that you have put together grateful that you have chosen to include us 
um, very aware of our of our imperfections and our sin, um, where we fall short, God, that you still have chosen to use us and and put together your body um, with a flawed people. And so thank you for that grace that you've given us and for the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing um, in this world. Would we be humbled by your presence, be humbled by who you are and what you have done, what you're doing. And God, would we be willing um, to, to obey um, and to lay our pride down and, and, and really flee from pride as we flee to you and as we um, come together as your body to, to serve your purpose and, um, and really to, to just be used in the kingdom of God. What a, what a gift that is. Um, would you do that in us? And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.